Welcome. You are listening to the Soggy of Anne Furthermore. Going deaf, even metaphorically, would explain a lot about my intonation issues, especially since my intonation issues are also metaphorical. Question. If my intonation issues are a metaphor for my relationships with other people, are my relationships with other people also a metaphor? I've talked with Dr. B a little bit about my metaphorics relational intonation syndrome and how it affects my relationship. It comes down to one, me trying to adjust myself to someone else's pitch center, two, someone else trying to adjust to my pitch center, three, not being able to find someone's pitch center and doing one of three things. A, playing, which is a metaphor for being, really softly so they can't hear me. This is like when you pretend you know the words to a pop song on the radio and kind of fade out when you don't know the words and then fade back in for the chorus. B, playing really loudly, I think that is self-explanatory. And C, using a really wide vibrato. I'm not saying anything against string players. Some of my best friends are string players, but I've noticed they use vibrato when they know they're not playing in tune. I think the science behind this is that if the vibrato is wide enough, at two points in each oscillation, they will be in tune for at least a millisecond. I call this a passing tune, not to be confused with a passing tone, which is a musical term, or a passing stone, which is when crystals form in your kidneys, including calcium, the main ingredient, and vestigial shells, by the way, that get passed through your ureter, which I understand is intensely painful. The moral? One, you are what your reader. Two, vibrato is a cheap substitute for intonation. What I call in three words or less, poor man's pitch. Moving on. I enjoy a class of relationship I put under the heading, my people, defined by the following attributes. One, we are innately tuned to the same frequency, which means their sound waves can initiate my own and vice versa. My body hums when I am with my people. Two, if I am working with my people, sharing a task, or better yet, a conversation, and we stand apart from each other in intervals, a third note is created, called a resultant tone, a psychoacoustic tone that is artificially perceived when two real people are sounding at the same time. The question I put to physics, with no disrespect, is this. If an artificially perceived tree falls in the make-believe forest, and no one, real or imagined, is there to artificially perceive the tone it makes when it pretends to fall, does it produce an artificially produced psychoacoustic resultant tone? Question. How do you know if it's an artificially perceived tone and not a real one? Answer. One. Its image cannot be photographed. Two. You can't see it in a mirror. Three. You can only kill it by driving a garlic crucifix through its heart. It doesn't matter. A resultant tone is real enough to me. It's an idea, a real result of a real sounding with my real people. It's as real as an idea. The note, like an idea, like a dream, can be remembered, located, reproduced, and or brought to life. Unless it is a zombie tone, signaling the coming of the zombie apocalypse, in which case the artificial logging of old-growth psychoacoustic trees is going to be the least of our problems. But I digress. Dr. Binana asked me to talk about my relationship with Dan, 
I said, you mean in one word or less? And he just sat there for a minute and said, uh, I, well, sure. I said, drone. He said, wow, I'm sorry. I thought you said this was the one relationship you felt was working. I said, I think you are attaching value to the word drone. Do you want to say more about that? Dr. Banana said, I would like you to say more about that. I said, you mean in one word or less? Dr. B said, no, I don't mean in one word or less. May I ask why you keep asking me if you want me to answer you in one word or less? I said, in one word or less, funny. Dr. B said, you think it's funny? I said, in one word or less, yes. Dr. Banana said, do you think you are doing this to avoid talking about your relationship with your husband? I said, in one word or less, yes. In three words, yes, I do. In four words, because I love him. In five syllables or less, because I love him. Dr. Banana said, I want you to answer me in one nod or less. You are having feelings about your love for him? I gave one and only one nod. Do you think it's because you are away from him right now? I chose to answer that one in less than one nod and did not move. Dr. Nana said, what do you mean by drone? I would like you to answer me in a complete sentence. I agreed to answer in a complete sentence, so long as I did not have to use quotation marks. Dr. Banana said, no quotation marks? How come? I said, I don't feel like it. He said, you mean air quotes? And I said, do you want me to answer you or not? Dr. Banana said, all right, as long as you use all punctuation except for the quotation marks. I said, do you include capitalization as part of all punctuation? He gave me a look like he was going to punctuate me and said, do you? I said, no, I do not. Let us proceed. You bristled. I saw you when I said drone. You thought I meant boring, an endless moan, a buzz in my ear, a low-pitched grumble, a whiny, annoying, industrial rumble. No tune, no text, no harmonic tension, no contour, no rhythm, no baseline dissension. I get why you thought I was going to bitch, but now imagine a sound, so complex and so rich. Constant, yes, like the North Polaris. Cyclic, yes, like a wheeling Ferris. I hear it from the bottom of Lake Baikal, so loud it can topple my Jericho wall. Russian bells, iconic clang, Bolshoi Blagavest compound clang, his overtones invite my leave to improvise my joie de vivre. A crashing wave on a distant sea, reverent medieval tapestry, his fundamentals in the key of free, his harmonics are pitched in love and chi. Recipe thick as a bouillabaisse, I can hear his thrumming in outer space. Pollo come mole, come crazy my taste, a wine that you sip, but bye by the case. Woolly behemoth, mammoth small, far-flung hush in a concert hall. His sound is the sound of a giant tree, a homing beacon for me, me, me. Dr. Minana said, well then, you're right. I didn't miss the quotation marks, and right again. I should have taken the one-word option. That is all we have time for today. The Furthermore Soggy is created, written, and performed by Anne Ellsworth, and edited and produced by me, Sophia Coma. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week.